All right, how about hour number three on a Monday? Wild sports weekend. All the stuff on Saturday with state championship games. You may have been checking out the Texas volleyball team. They win a national title on Saturday night. Congratulations. Definitive national title, too. Sweeping through that final match with Louisville. And then you wake up on Sunday. You check out a little World Cup final. Yeah, that one was exciting. And then it feeds right into the Cowboys game, which turned way too exciting. Plus, the Texans almost figured something out against the Chiefs. The craziness of an NFL day. I forgot to mention Saturday when the Colts blew a 33-0 lead on Minnesota. Longhorn basketball mixed in there. There's a lot of stuff we're trying to juggle today. It's Chad and Zay on a Monday. Hour 3 begins with a beat chosen by Zay. Zay, what we got there? Chris Baum, run it. Featuring Joel Santana. Chris Brown. Still okay to play Chris Brown stuff, right? We're a long um, we're a long way yeah. away from that story. Where's yeah, the Chris Brown it's thing? Still right a dark now? story. Dark story. But one what, time, what, a one time story, like if we moved on far enough where like you can talk about Chris Brown, so you can listen to Chris Brown. So okay? what's weird, I've seen him talk about the exact situation. And if you hear it from his standpoint, it's still bad, but not as bad. Hmm. And I feel like that's how entertainment has looked at it i've always wondered why don't people hate chris brown more how the hell is he still selling out arenas and how the hell are those arenas 98 percent women filled right but he still like especially girls my age millennial women you can't tell them nothing about chris brown nothing they just don't believe the story as not that they don't believe it it's just like it's like blaming Brianna type stuff. Like, oh, man, yeah. Which, if you hear his side of the story, it doesn't sound very good from a re- really young Rihanna. They were both really young. And, Weird, okay. Yeah, don't put your hands on no woman, but still, she she threw some haymakers at him. Weird, okay. All right, little Chris Brown beat to start hour number three. We got a lot of stuff on the board, including a bowl game. There's a bowl game going on in Myrtle Beach. Beautiful Myrtle Beach hosting a bowl. Five minutes to go first quarter. Marshall up on UConn, seven to nothing. The bowls did get started, of course, over the weekend. And uh, we had our first, I'm assuming we had our first SEC excuse loss. Oregon State beat Florida 30-3. to Were were there good excuses as to why that happened? Did nobody want to play? Wow. Is that what happened to the Gators? Come on, Gators. Y'all got to have more pride than that. 30-3? to I know Oregon State was a really good team in the Pac-12 this year and surprised a lot of people. And Florida didn't have their, what, quarterback, Richardson. Then he entered the draft. He did not play. Yeah, he didn't play. But still, they just got like a brand new – facilities up there in Gainesville. You can't be getting blown out like that. Might want to show a little better than that. Uh, Upcoming Big 12 member, BYU, got a win, 24-23 over SMU. That was a good close game. And uh, So we got Marshall and UConn today, and then uh, bowl games... The next one got a couple tomorrow as well, uh, but a lot of a lot of good football over the weekend. We will continue to get into that real quick. Zay, World Cup final. How much of it did you watch? Uh, watched the end, which is the best part. So yep. I guess enough. I'm with you. I watched till when did I jump in? I I, I first I first saw the score at two nil in the 80th minute. I okay. guess is when it was. Yeah. And I'm just watching for the parade. I'm just watching because I'm rooting for Argentina and I wanted to see Messi win it. Then all of a sudden, Mbappe won't go away. They find two goals. You get a penalty goal. 
You get another goal. That the second goal was incredible. Like oh man, Bappe, minute and a half later. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, but before like all this World Cup stuff, you always see Mbappe on TV all the time. The cover of FIFA, the video games. I'm like, who the hell is this brother? Right. I saw who the hell he was in yeah. this World Cup. He was awesome. I saw why he's talked about as one of the greatest. So then Messi rares up and gets that third goal, and you think, okay, now it's done. Now Argentina get, and then you get a handball. I'm trying to explain to my wife what the heck a handball is, and then you get that. that What's that his hand? I'm like a little elbow to me, see, little that, chicken wings. That's the rule, though. I think it's like literally shoulder all the way down. If it hits any part, whether you mean to or not, she, yeah. said, she said, well, what if he doesn't mean to? And I said, they don't have intent in that rule. Yeah. The rule is it hits your arm. If it Come hits on. your arm, it's done. So that's one of those rules that us non-soccer freaks have always had a little trouble with uh, sometimes. But that results in the tie. Then you go through overtime. And how about the chance at the end of overtime that Mbappe – well, it wasn't Mbappe. It was one of his teammates had and an incredible save by the Argentinian goalie. And then he goes and saves two more in penalty kicks. Argentina was nails on their penalty kicks, including Messi, and uh, they deserved it, man. But that was a hell of a final. Uh, I hear the soccer folks already saying to a lot of people that may be the greatest World Cup final we've ever had. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. And, yeah, Messi, when he goes up for his penalty kicks, he's smooth. He goes in, like, slow motion a little bit. That has to be intimidating as a goalie. You already don't know what they're going to do, but he just kind of takes his time and walks up slow and then quick kick. And, yeah, they just showed out on the penalty kicks where France, they struggled. And you got to show love to Argentina's goalie. He's won the game for him at the end. Yeah, I loved the fact that Messi, the last time we saw him on a penalty kick, he's he's been just burying stuff. Upper 90, rockets. Just absolute, you know, take this. You can't deal with it. And so in the in that moment, World Cup, you know, World Cup final penalty kicks, for him to just lay that little slow roller yeah. away from the goalie takes so much guts. Penalty kicks is... It's so cruel, but it is so compelling. Yeah. It's the wildest way to end that that event, but you watch what it does to people, watch what it does to the fans, watch what it does to announcers, to all of us. It's it is uh, it's absolutely wild. And think about the roller coaster this Argentina soccer team went through. You lose your first game and arguably the greatest upset in World Cup history, and then you win and arguably the greatest World Cup final. Yeah. In the history of the game. Yeah, good like point. You, they overcame that loss against Saudi Arabia. Everybody's talking about, oh, man, this is not good. Saudi Arabia, they ain't nothing. Messi won't be able to get it done to really, you know, take his legacy over the top and put him in the conversation with Diego. And then, like yesterday, they ended up winning the World Cup. Pretty unbelievable. It was great. It was a great thing. And then the timing of it couldn't have been better. They ended that thing and said, hey, the trophy presentation's on FS1. NFL's next. And then one commercial break later, the Cowboys kicked off. And we've talked about that game and where the Cowboys ended up. And I think we are all in agreement today um, while – while maybe Dak Prescott could tell you he could have put that ball in overtime on a little bit better in a little better spot in the end that's on Noah Brown he's got to make that catch and he did not 85 uh, lets the Cowboys down there the ball bounces the right way for them and the wrong way or the right way for Jacksonville wrong way for the Cowboys and it is a pick six 
that wins the game for Jacksonville. Now the Cowboys really are going to have a tough time winning the division. Yeah, I'm blaming Noah Brown. I said earlier, Noah Brown 70, Dak 30. It's Noah Brown 95, Dak 5. Yeah, that right. Now, think about the turbulence that Dak had to throw through to get, to get that ball yeah, off. To get it there, he's rolling left. He's throwing oh, across no. the body. <sighs> Come yeah. on. Now that other one, like you've talked about, Zay, that first interception is horrible. <sighs> that drive... The, to me, the the critical drive of the game, there's a lot of things you could look at, but I thought the drive when it was 27-17 was big. The defense had just given up a quick strike. Trevor Lawrence rolls out, hits Jones for the touchdown, and they've sort of trying to make a statement. Hey, we're kind of getting back in this thing. Don't forget about us. It's a 10-point game now. I thought what the Cowboys needed there was a drive that involved first downs and ended in a punt minimum. Score would have been great, but I would have taken drive out towards midfield and let anger punt the ball. Yeah. Punt it down to the other 20, the other 15. Take a little steam out of that crowd. Take a little energy out of that building. Instead, Dak throws the last ball he can throw, and he did it on second and third and whatever it was, 15 yards or whatever. They were pinning their ears back anyway. Couldn't get the run game going to start the drive. They were getting a little pass happy there. That, to me, was the drive that helped to start the burial process. Because that's when it was like, oh no, they're. You know, that's when I knew they were in a wild, crazy game, and I didn't know if they could get out. But at 34 31, I thought they'd gotten out. I thought maybe they could do it. And then you've talked about this play, and I know it's, it's, it sounds so nerdy to talk about one play. But on that third and 10, if the Cowboys just run a run play, any kind of run play, they might win the game. Not for sure. But you make sure the one thing you have to do there is when you give them the ball back, if you do, they can't have a timeout. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's the most – how do you not figure that part out? A, you didn't run a play I love. We've talked about that. Run a 12-yard route to CeeDee Lamb. Run a 12-yard route to one of your tight ends. Run an 8-yard route that you think they're going to get to 12. Or just run the ball, whatever. But you have to take all their timeouts away, and they didn't do it. Yeah, just throwing that deep shot to Noah Brown, of all people, uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Also, on the defensive side, I know they have their injuries and whatnot, but they had, you know, they had Diggs guarding Christian Kirk a little bit too much for my liking. Like, he was following them around when they were playing, man, Christian Kirk would go in motion. Diggs would just follow him around. I get it, that's the play call, and, but he's not the one hurting y'all. Zay Jones was. And right. Trevor Lawrence is looking at Zay Jones. Trevor Lawrence was looking at the first option and taking that the whole game. It wasn't like he was just going through progressions and whatnot. You know, and the, the defense, they're not getting the pressure that they once were. But when they did, Trevor Lawrence, he would get out of that. Like, he was good on his feet yesterday and making plays, even though he had that big-time fumble, getting outside the pocket, making throws down the field. You mentioned that Zay Jones throw. Like, that was a beautiful throw, yeah. getting out the pocket to make the score uh, 27-17. So... I thought that was a little questionable just because I know Trayvon Diggs is good. And he played well yesterday, but Doug Peterson, you got to give love to them. They took advantage of all those second and third, uh, uh, you know, string players that they got inserted in that secondary due to the injury with Anthony Brown. Like Kelvin Joseph, he got absolutely torched yesterday. And he got busted. That's going to continue to happen. That's what more teams, it's a copycat league. Everybody knows that each week 
when these offensive coordinators and these head coaches look at the Dallas Cowboys defense, which is losing players left and right every single week, it seems like, they're going to say, you know, if we can just get the ball out of our quarterback's hands and not allow that, you know, the really good pass rush to get to him, we're going to be able to let our receivers do some damage, and we saw that with the Jaguars yesterday. That big 59-yard touchdown pass down the right side. There's two Cowboys there trying to deal with it. One of them's Joseph, who you just mentioned. The other's my Aggie brother, Donovan Wilson. And if you can mm. get those two guys covering, I don't care who you got. That's a bad matchup for the Cowboys if they do it, because that, that's not quite right. Donovan Wilson, a little bit better on the physical side, coming up tackling, but he's not great covering, and other teams – Figure that stuff out. Also, I give credit to Jacksonville for the Zay Jones, one of the three touchdowns. But the one they ran on the goal line where they dragged him across the formation from left to right, it's brilliant. And I don't know why anybody that plays the Cowboys wouldn't run drag routes all day. Drag your receiver through whatever the Cowboys have an idea for for linebackers and safeties. Plus, they're banged up now. Van Der Esch goes out during the game. Drag a receiver across that formation, you'll find a matchup you like. And that's what they did. That's the kind of stuff that's going to go on film. That's the kind of stuff the Eagles are going to watch. That's the kind of stuff Washington's going to watch. And that's the kind of stuff, if it's Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay's going to watch for that game. So that's the that's a part of it. You know I've been on this defense throughout the season. There are times where they look like you can really, really trust them. But in the end, they are not elite. They are not. And especially now with these injuries, they're not elite. You can't absolutely trust them. The Cowboys are stuck in the middle in terms of like football theory here. They don't run the ball well enough. They don't run the ball well enough to say we're going to lean. They can't lean on their defense well enough just to run the ball a lot. And they don't throw the ball well enough to truly go after shootouts. They scored 34 yesterday. And it wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. So at times they just get themselves stuck. Dak Prescott put a lot of a game out there. That was good enough. And then he threw one ball he couldn't throw, and his receiver couldn't help him on that very last one. But that's all the way into overtime. I mean, we can say whatever we want about Noah Brown. He should have made that play. I get it. They were in overtime with Jacksonville at that moment. Does everybody realize that? They had given up 34 to Jacksonville at that moment. So Noah Brown catching or not catching that ball, I get that it's important. Bigger, bigger scheme, though. Broader look at it. Yeah, they were in a lot of trouble by that moment. Yeah. And what we were begging them to do there, Zay, was to get out of a game with the Texans and the Jags in back-to-back weeks. <laughs> it doesn't look as bad with the Texans taking the Chiefs in the overtime. Right. That doesn't look as bad, you know, squeaking that one out last week. But, yeah, for the Cowboys right now, it's just trying to get as healthy as possible going into that first week of the playoffs. Oh. I mean, yes, this week – you know, if we beat the Eagles, that does a tremendous amount of confidence for your psyche. But w- when you're not able to catch them at the one spot, I don't think it's an end all. You want to see some type of success against the Eagles right. because they're a high quality team for sure. But now, yesterday means you got to go on the road. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It means you got to go on the road and take care of business. Most likely, you're going to be playing the uh, NFC South team. I'm not afraid of anyone in the NFC South. No, and they nah, shouldn't be. shouldn't be yeah, yeah. one bit. Yeah, Brady's out there. That ain't the same Brady. He had four turnovers yesterday. One thing that's very concerning, Chad, with Dak Prescott, in the last or in four games this year, he's had two-plus interceptions. 
You can't do that and win a Super Bowl. God, the stat they threw up during the game yesterday about – I can't remember what point of the game it was, where since he came back, he had thrown – I think it was 10 interceptions, and that led the NFL since the moment he came back. And off, they were, off the and, and Kellen Moore was at our good point yesterday with his attempts. 30. Yes, right. He was at 30, and he they ran, 30. ran 41 rushes, I think it was. Yeah. That's the other part of it where I don't know how mad I can truly be at these Cowboys. I thought the Cowboys were exactly who I thought they were yesterday. And, again, kind of a good version play-calling-wise in, in that realm, but the mistake throw from Dak, the mistake from Noah Brown late, McCarthy or whoever it is screws up the timeout thing. On that drive, I see some fans today wanting to get on Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn's the problem. Defense is the problem. Maybe, but but that's that's more of the injuries. But Van Der Esch gets hurt. Yeah, yeah, Van Der Esch gets hurt during the game. Dorrance Armstrong got hurt during that game. You are dealing with that. Plus, you've already lost Brown and Lewis. That's you know I understand. Some people want to call those excuses. Sometimes I call them reasons. It's reason stuff happens. Yeah, because whoever you're putting in after Van Der Esch isn't as good as Van Der Esch. It's just the way it is. Also, Dak, quit lowering in your head. When he tried to score that touchdown when he ran the Oof. football and he lowered his freaking head and took like two dudes, yeah. two, two dudes' heads on, you're not a running back, dog. You're not – this isn't one of those I'm trying to, you know, ignite the offense and show them how tough I am so they love me in the locker room. Hell no. Nah. You're too valuable. Even yeah. if you're playing bad, you're too valuable to this team to do dumb stuff like that. You got to dive or slide at that moment. That wasn't one of those. You're not Josh Allen. You see that dive that he had Saturday night to yeah. get them the lead? You're not that. No, and I agree with you there. That's the Mississippi State Dak Prescott. And he's got to, he, you're right. I agree with you. He's got to stop that. <laughs> what? Um, I thought he would have to go to the 10 after that. Yeah, but, I was very surprised he got up as smooth as he did because that was a shot. You know who taught him that stuff? Ooh. Romo did. Mm. Tony used to do that to himself, and it used to drive me sure crazy. Did. Stop putting yourself in danger. What are you doing? You're the quarterback. You're the most important guy on this team. Stop putting yourself in danger. Romo let – what's the uh, what's the guy that played at Texas? Keenan Robinson, was that his name, the linebacker? Keenan Robinson? Yes. He let Keenan Robinson ride him like a backpack one game <laughs> instead of going down. And then the play in Seattle, same thing. He exposed his back, and he let himself get hurt. It's like, go down, understand the situation. Sometimes Dak does need to do that. I agree with you. Somebody sent us a still shot today of that moment yesterday where it looked like Dak's leg was about to go. Did you see that play? Uh-uh. Ooh, that was scary. I, I hadn't seen the still shot of that one uh, until earlier. But, uh, yeah, thankfully, he does come out of it all right. Cowboys, we'll have to see where the injury report is as we get ready for the Eagles game. We've gotten a lot of reaction from Cowboys fans today. Some of them did go into yesterday with certain levels of belief about the Cowboys, and now it's come down to earth a little bit for them. Uh, we'll see where you are. If you want to give us a thought, Cowboys fans, 337-3776, the Specs text line. Cowboys and Eagles, Christmas Eve, remember, Saturday game, 325 this week. Up next, it's Why Today Matters on this December 19th. We'll get you stems and seeds before we get out of here. A lot of stuff to get to. Uh, more awards in college football, more money being handed out in Major League Baseball. And while Bijan has decided he's going pro, a big name that you you know in the Pac-12 says he's staying put. We'll tell you who it is on the horn. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Careful if you're going to cover this one. That's some notes now. This is serious. Wow. Is this just a single name or is it a group? Group. Whew. Um, oh, that's a, there's some backing singers. Okay. Um, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's not quite... That's not smoky. It's it's like it's early. I mean, it's later than that. You're it's, close. You're close, though. It's more. Re- you're warm as hell. It's more recent. Is it the miracles? No, but you're, you're close as hell. It's close as you could get without it being Smokey Robinson and the miracles. Oh my god. Um, I'll give you one more hit. Okay. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. <laughs> the temptations. The temptations, baby. There it is. The temptations. Temptations ain't nothing without David Ruffin. <laughs> Attempts. So that's that's David right there. I don't think so. No? So there's somebody else getting after yeah. it. Yeah. That's a ooh, that's some talent right there. Yeah. Gosh, my dad'd be so mad at me for not knowing who sings the high notes on Temptations. That's all right. Yeah, that's all right. I wasn't born then. So yeah, you can get away with that. I get away with that. You can absolutely get away with that. The Temptations, Jose Feliciano, Bobby Helms, Jackson Five, and Frank Sinatra with the Christmas songs today. We had a Chris Brown beat at the beginning of the third hour. Hopefully everybody can deal with that in 2022. Hopefully you're having a good Christmas setup uh, in this crazy, rainy, foggy weather. Hope everybody's safe and sound out there. We've obviously talked about the big Longhorn and Cowboy stories of the day, since those are our two big circuses around here. Bijan says he's done with the Longhorn Circus. He'll always be a Longhorn, but it's time to go to the pros. He won't play the bowl game. He'll head to the pros. DeMarvion Overshone did the same over the weekend via social media, and we would assume Roshan Johnson's going to do the same thing. But Bijan made it official today. Also, yesterday, the Cowboys made it official that in some ways, they're still the Cowboys. (laughs) They lost to Jacksonville in a wild one in overtime, and we've been trying to dissect all of that. Cowboys did get in the playoffs by the way, in case we forgot to mention that, because of the Giants beating Washington, the Cowboys did get a playoff berth. So Dallas, Philadelphia, Minnesota, and San Francisco are in in the NFC. Minnesota and San Francisco win their divisions over the weekend. And in the AFC, it's only two, Buffalo and Kansas City. Kansas City wins the division by beating the Texans. Buffalo still has not technically won their division. And that one seed is still up for grabs. They're still tied at the top, and Buffalo won the matchup. 
So KC's got to have a better record to get that one seed from Buffalo. So all that happened in the NFL. We talked a little World Cup final earlier this hour. That was crazy uh, with Argentina getting the win, Texas getting the win in volleyball, winning a national championship, uh, and there's just a whole lot of stuff we've been unpacking throughout the day. Right now, though, let's get to why today matters. It is December 19th. We got some Hall of Fame birthdays today. Plus, we got a guy that says he is sticking around. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists, 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. Before we get to those birthdays, the guy that's sticking around is Bo Nix. He's going to be an Oregon Duck for one more year. Yeah, where else he going to go? It's a good point. Transfer portal? Because he definitely ain't got no NFL aspirations right now. He does not, uh, and he's been a, it's been a great relationship for him. And even though the guy, the quarterback coach and coach that really helped him at Oregon is moving on, uh, he's going to stick in Eugene. I'm not sure. I, I get why he did it. I don't know if you go into the video and specifically say the Oregon fans are the best in college football. Because you might have yeah. family back at Auburn. You've got to visit. Like, these SEC people are crazy. I don't know them Auburn fans. They were cold to him. They, they you know, oh, I know. They, I he, know. he probably didn't get the best welcome, warm welcomes when he had those losses. That no, you're he took, right. Especially those away losses. Yeah, that was on purpose, man. You could tell there was there was a certain yeah. dig, dig oh, to that one. Oh yeah, in front of the best fans in college football. Yeah. Like, one oh, thing, one oh. thing about Bo Nix that might help him out in this future if he ever gets to the National Football League. He's a lot like Brock Purdy. Who's doing well right now? Ah, he's a lot like him. I've never thought of that comparison. Just oh. a lot of potential. Maybe not. Maybe hasn't hit. You know, the top tier of where he was supposed to. But you don't give up on him because you know that there could be something there in the right situation. I just wonder these two years at Oregon. We'll see what the second one looks like. But man, he put up the, the numbers. He put up. He really proved that he can create some things that they weren't. You know, you didn't see it at Auburn. Now I wonder, can he be? You mentioned Brock Purdy. Could he be a lifelong backup in the NFL? Yeah, maybe. Could he find eight or ten years where you know they're going to let him be a backup? Uh, we will see. Bo Nick's going to stay at Oregon for 2023. Also, congrats to Sonny Dykes, AP Coach of the Year. Got another one. Well-deserved. Another Coach of the Year award, yep. Uh, all right, we got some Hall of Fame birthdays today, Zay. Bobby Lane, Texas legend, would have been 96 today. Wow. Died back in 86, uh, total legend, Bobby Lane. Go look up some Bobby Lane stories, kids. He was unbelievable. Uh, Kevin McHale, 65 yes, today. sir. Mr. Uh, Mr. Boston Celtic himself. This is a good one. I always forget. Kevin McHale, old school. Minnesota. Very good. Very good. Yeah, I always know that just because when I watch old NBA film on when he was the general manager for the Minnesota Timberwolves, they always talk about him going back home. So that's how I always remember that. And Kevin Garnett's one of my favorite players. So I think he really made KG the player he was because he was so raw coming in. And when KG and Mikael were working one-on-one together, that really developed KG's offensive game and made him one of the greatest of all time. So Kevin Mikael was a good teacher, not the best head coach at the Rockets. Mm -hmm. Uh, Didn't think he put Harden and those guys in the best situations, but man, he could damn sure play. 
No doubt, no doubt. Happy birthday to Kevin McHale today. Also, some would say he might be the best defensive lineman they've ever seen. Reggie White would have been 61 today. Died tragically in 2004. Old school Reggie White? Oh, gosh. Big time school. I'm going to be so mad when I don't know this. SEC. SEC. Mm-hmm. Bama? It's Tennessee. Tennessee. Mm. I don't remember him at Tennessee. I'm too young to remember Reggie actually playing in college, but I can't imagine trying to block him. No. In college. Especially with his go-to move, just that shove that he had that he was so good at. Just over. Just like he made tackles look small. Yeah, he was. Left tackles and right tackles, they shouldn't look that small. He really was the Mariano Rivera of rushing because he only did one thing. Yeah. But he just did it better than ever. You knew it was coming. What's he going to do? He's going to bull rush you. It's the bull rush. Well, that's it. Well, I can figure out a bull rush. Not this one. You can't. With one arm, though. <laughs> oh, he was amazing, dude. He was amazing. One of my proudest moments as a Cowboys fan. Cowboys fans know what I'm talking about. That playoff game, maybe NFC title game, maybe the round before, when Brett Favre and the Packers came to Texas Stadium and Eric Williams dealt with Reggie White the whole day. And he kind of erased him that day, which was very difficult to do. Never been more proud of a guy in my life. Cowboys carved him up, and a big reason was Eric Williams kept Reggie White away from Mr. Aikman. Yeah. Oh, man. He was serious. He was. Eagles days, and he lost a little bit of a step with Green Bay, but not much. Like him losing the step, still Hall of Fame. Right. He got the Super Bowl with him. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Went and got the the ring with them. So Reggie White would have had a birthday today. Uh, Also, speaking of defensive linemen, Warren Sapp. The Hall of Famer hits 50 today. Uh, of course, that is Miami on that old school. The Rock was his backup at one point Man. at Miami. 50 for Warren Sapp. And then on the pretty lady side of things, Zay, these two are nine years apart, but they're both uh, a couple of my favorites. Jennifer Beals is 59 today of uh, Flashdance fame and later The L Word, one of my favorite shows on Showtime. And then Alyssa Milano is 50 today. Ooh, man. Yo, Charmed mm-hmm. is still fire. Like, I'm coming in producer for B&E because after late night playoff games on TNT, you would get here early, and Charmed will be on at 5 in the morning. I would get no work done. E would be like, yo, Zay, what the hell are you doing? I need audio. I'm like, my bad, E. I've been watching this Charmed. Been watching Charmed. On mute. Uh-huh. Yep. Watching Charm on mute yep. just to see Lisa Morano cast spells on people. Yeah, she cast a spell on me any day. I wish I could tell you that I've never woken up at my house after the <laughs> TNT games are on and watched some Charm, but I'd be lying to you because I've done the exact same thing. I'll wake up and I turn the TV on and the first thing I see is Alyssa Milano. Yo, Charmed. I don't know what's what happens on that show. I know they cast spells and there's ghosts and stuff. It it don't matter. Yeah. It's, it definitely deserved 15 seasons like it got. Because it seemed like it got 15 seasons the way they show it on TV all the time. Oh, I know. It may still be going for yeah, all we yeah. know. Yeah, it deserves every 30-minute episode it got. <laughs> Great TV. Happy birthday to all those folks uh, out there. Today, if you have a December 19th birthday, it's also National Hard Candy Day, perfect for the Christmas time of year. Oatmeal muffins, if you want to get into the uh, the bakery side of things. Yesterday was National Twin Day. Shout out to all the twins, and shout out to all of our Jewish brothers and sisters. Hanukkah started yesterday. First 
day of Hanukkah was last night. So, favorite sports twins of all time. Favorite sports twins of all time. This should be easy for you. The one that just popped in my head was the Barber twins. Yeah, that's why. I, yeah, Buck being a Bucks fan, being a Bucks guy with Rondé. Yeah, I'm gonna go there. Um, there, that, that was the first one that popped in my head. The Barber twins. I'm trying to think. Can't be the Lopez twins from basketball, Stanford. Now, now, as much as I hate OU, the Paris twins were pretty badass yeah. for women's basketball. Women's basketball, yeah, 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 they were cool. They were, they, they were good. They were really good. Oh, there you go, Marcus and Michael Griffin. There you go. There, there you it go. is. There it is. That's Longhorn Legends. That's the twins you need to Marcus be. Marcus and Michael Griffin. You need to be dealing with. That is uh, that is the ones right there. All right. So uh, shout out to all those great twins out there. Uh, coming up, we'll get you stems and seeds where the Longhorns ended up in the re rankings of the AP after their win over Stanford. And we will get you a couple other notes as well, including more big money in baseball uh, and bad news on the NFL front not just that they blew the biggest lead of all time they may have lost that guy too this is the horn There's something about the way he sings the letter O that makes me be able to recognize him. That's John Legend, right? That's right. Yeah. There's yeah. something about his O's that I can always I can always hear. So what's this song? Uh, what Christmas Means to Me. Okay. Which are in Stevie Wonder. Oh, well. So he couldn't find a good guest? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Stevie's been on so much cool stuff over the years. Um, I always love it when somebody will get Stevie on a track and like he's just playing harmonica, something like that, you know, where it's like, yeah, we got Stevie in the studio and he killed the harmonica part. Like, yeah, awesome. Well done. Uh, John Legend, The Temptations, Jose Feliciano, Bobby Helms, Jackson 5, Frank Sinatra, all selections maybe you want to think about for your Christmas party. Isaiah's been hitting the Christmas stuff today. We had a little Chris Brown beat to start this hour. We've been trying to clean up all the football stuff from the weekend. I'm not sure if we got it all. We'll be cleaning up a little bit tomorrow. But also, we'll start turning our attention towards Texas and Washington in the Alamo Bowl tomorrow. You do have one bowl game going on right now. Let me get you an update. It is mid-second quarter, and Marshall is in firm control. 21 to nothing. I know a lot of people that thought maybe that was UConn's game, but 21 nothing. Marshall out in front trying to go 9-4 and four on the year. Uh, so we've been trying to clean up all the football stuff. we got a couple of notes for you before we get out of here, and then we will get you to Rod and Hards. Let's go stems and seeds here on a Monday. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Yes, indeed. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. More big piles of money in baseball. Justin Turner this time going to Boston. Two years, $22 million. Last nine years he's been with the Dodgers, of course, rocking that beard. He'll take the beard to Boston. He's 38. 
eight years old. Justin Turner. Yeah, the Irish are going to love him down there. They Ginger are, Beard. They'll love him. They will love <laughs> They're going to love him. He fits in Boston so well. Probably a position change, too. Maybe first base, DH, or uh, or a little bit of both. Also, um, you've got Jonathan Taylor. Sad story for the Colts. Not only did they blow the biggest regular season lead of all time in the NFL over the weekend, high ankle sprain for Taylor. They think he's out for the rest of the years, eh? Yeah, man, that's tough. It seemed like he was finally starting to get going after having an amazing season last year. I know he really struggled this season, couldn't really stay out the tub, dealing with a lot of injuries, and this one took him out. All right, uh, if you're just jumping in, of course, we talked about Bijan Robinson declaring for the draft. He is going to forgo the rest of his senior year. Zay, as a Longhorn football fan, when I say Bijan Robinson, is there an image that comes to mind? Is it the numbers that come to mind? Is it the type of guy he is that comes to mind? Like, what pops in your head first? All the above. The type Everything. of guy he was on and off the field, the fact that he was underutilized here at the 40 acres which we would have got a little bit more out of him but with the carries that he was given he did the most with them and then some so yeah hope he has all the success in the world in the national football league which he will he just that talent he's a special guy whichever media group in the nfl is going to get him they have no idea what's they on have the no way. clue they are going to be blown away that very first media session where they're going to realize oh my god yeah. This is a special kid now. The way he wears his hair is cool. Man, homie's got a nose ring now. He's just a fly dude. That he's so humble. You wouldn't even think that, you know, he was, I don't know. You think he's a cocky guy. He's everything but that. Yep. He's a very good businessman. We saw him this year, NIL, and how he benefited off the mustard sun and Lamborghini and boots and clothes. He's just, yeah. That's why you saw him talking about LeBron in clutch sports. Like, everybody knows how special he yeah. is, and everybody He's going to try to get their hand on him. He makes you think you're important when he doesn't have to do that. That's yeah, the best point. way I can explain it to yeah. him. The way I watched him interact with people at Big 12 Media Days and the way you watch him interact over at the – it's incredible. The way he interacts with fans, kids, it's just – yeah, it's awesome. Best of luck to Bijan wherever he ends up. Even if he ends up as a Philadelphia Eagle, I will wish him luck. I will not be able to root for his team at that point, but I would still wish him luck. Mm, that'd be scary for the NFL. Oh, my God. That's the one thing I'm hoping doesn't happen in terms of uh, in terms of Bijan. But that is the projection from Mr. McShay right now. All right, coming up, it's Ball Don't Lie. Rod and Harge with their thoughts on a crazy weekend. We'll continue to clean it all up tomorrow. We never got to the Patriot Raider play today. We will save that for tomorrow because it really does deserve its own separate discussion. Oh, my God. Soccer matters tonight at 7, Instant Serious at 8. Have yourself a good Monday. Be careful out there in the cold, wet weather. We'll be back for a Tuesday show tomorrow. See ya.